I'm Mai Hong. I'm the director of the documentary Cat Daddies. People see a cat dad and they're like, oh, you must be weird and creepy. And I feel like we're getting to a point where it's going to be okay to be like, yeah, I have cats. One of my good friends in college asked this group of male friends, what do you guys think if I got a couple cats? Definitely the reaction was like, no, man, you can't do that. Men have always loved cats. Some of those old stereotypes that are fading away. We started an Instagram on it. There was some media interest. They want to know who owns this cat. You know, where does this cat come from? The bigger we got online, the more people started reaching out to us and wanting to meet us. It wasn't going to be that I need to train him. He kind of came out of the box as an adventure cat. I had no idea of her love for cats. She came over, that was it. And I was like, keep doing your thing, Toodles, good boy. When you punch in in the morning, you don't know what you're about to run into. You probably have a hard time getting the guys to admit flame helps, but it's proven that even just petting an animal can bring your blood pressure down. I definitely feel a sense of purpose in this work. The immediate gratification of taking a cat off the street. Being homeless almost two years, it's hard. Lucky first and foremost has become his family. That little creature just saved my life. Welcome to Factual America. We're brought to you by Alamo Pictures, an Austin and London-based production company, making documentaries about America for international audiences. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. This week it is my pleasure to welcome Mai Hong, the award-winning director and producer of Cat Daddies. The film is a heartwarming and tender portrait of a diverse group of men whose lives have been forever changed by their love of cats. Cat Daddies takes us on an inspiring journey all across the U.S. during the challenging early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, when people desperately needed hope and companionship. Join us as we talk with Mai about men and their cats and her film, which has made a splash on the festival circuit. Mai Hong, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you? I'm good, thanks. I'm in LA today, and uh, I believe you're in the UK. I am in the UK, where I think your film's going to be releasing in a few weeks uh, Mm -hmm. on a theatrical release. Uh, We're talking, if if, uh, people weren't paying attention to the intro, we're talking about the film Cat Daddies. Uh, It's done the festival circuit, a winner of multiple awards. Uh, We can talk more about that in a few minutes. It's already had its theatrical release, I believe, in the U.S. and some other English-speaking countries, being released in South Korea, and I believe it's releasing in the U.K. on December 12th. Is that correct? Um, I think there are some various dates we're doing. It's Mm. a slightly experimental kind of release, Um, and so it's a lot of special events um, all across the country, well, all across the world, really, in, in many continents. And so, um, and we're still running it here in America. So I'm actually going up to the Bay Area this weekend for it. Excellent. And that's, I guess, um, I I found the dates on your website. So what's your website's name again? CatDaddy'sMovie.com. Okay. So check that out. If 
Anyone who wants to find out if it's being uh, shown near them, I would I'd say first port of call is catdaddiesmovie.com. Uh, and we're always adding cities and dates, so it's it's going to be rolling out there for the next couple of months. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just congratulate you because it's done quite well. Did you expect such a, a reaction to this film? Well, I certainly hoped for a good reaction, but yeah, I had no idea. And because of the pandemic, you know, while I was, you know, editing and even after I finished, it was really hard to know how it was yeah. going to be received, if it was even working, because at that point you only know from a few people you send the link to, mm. from to colleagues, but you really don't get that general audience. And, you know, being able to see it in a theater, and I think this is an audience film, very specifically so. Mm. Um, and so not having that for a year or so in the process of making yeah. it, you're not being able to test screen it with 30 people like we usually would while yeah. we're editing. Um, yeah, it was difficult. So I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I knew that I did the best job that I could given what we were handed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going yeah. into a pandemic in the middle of um, the shooting schedule. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just, I feel really lucky that it is connecting with people and we, yeah. I've met so many people who are coming back multiple times to see it in the theater wow. and wow. bringing, bringing their mom, bringing a different friend. Um, in, Did in they bring their cats? No, but some of the cats that are in the movie have been able to come and sit in I on see. the screening oh, wow. and do Q&A with us. So, um, so that's been fun. Actually, more dogs have been seeing it in the theater. I've met a few people who have service dogs. Right, right. And so they bring their dog to see it, and that's been pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe why don't we get? To, maybe you can tell our audience what is what is Cat Daddies all about? If the title's not obvious, I mean, maybe you can give us a bit of a synopsis of the, of the film because I imagine most of our listeners haven't had the joy of seeing this film yet. Yeah, so it's it's basically a love letter to cat guys out there. Um, it's combining two things I love, which is men and cats, and the bonds and relationships that they have with each other, which for some reason give me so much spark joy when I see images and videos on social media um, of men holding their little kitty. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just wanted to make a movie about it. I'm a cat lover. I'm also, you know, I've been a filmmaker, mostly in the narrative world. So this right. is actually my first documentary. Yeah. And it was basically, I just wanted to make something that I would like to watch. And I'm a cinephile. And so I, I did make this intentionally for the big screen. Um, mm. You know, I like cat videos as much as anyone else on in the internet, but there's just something about being with an audience, uh, watching cats being larger than life and, you know, all the cuteness <laughs> that they bring. But mm. also, it also became, I mean, it was kind of an exploration of modern masculinity, right? I don't know what it's like where you are, but I know in America, there's a lot of stigma um, against men with cats, like it's somehow not seen as manly. Um, and there's that whole adage of like man's best friend. Mm -hmm. And I think dogs being seen as like a protector and obedient 
that mm-hmm. somehow they're just psychologically less appealing to men than cats. But what I find with the subjects of my film and just other cat guys I know in general, you know, I think they've been conditioned for so long that they just don't know that they could, that this could be their, you know, the thing that they, they're into and, and the benefits of having a cat. Mm-hmm. I just think that people just don't realize it. There's so much wrong information and misconceptions about cats in the media. And so this is what I wanted to make. And it's also inspired by my own story with my husband, who, when we were first dating, he was not a cat guy at all. And then one day a cat found him and it only took a few days and he was hooked and the rest is history. And it just goes to show that, like, you know, you think you know who you are Mm -hmm. and sometimes life surprises you. I guess your husband could have been one of the subjects of the film if you'd if you'd wanted it. Wanted to. Oh, yeah, a lot of people ask me about that, but, um, you know, the problem was is that my cats would have been too spooked by having a crew. <laughs> so, so that was that was definitely not going to happen. Yeah. So, so basically, <laughs> I mean, just because so, I've had the joy of seeing the film, you 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 basically not just basically you follow the lives of nine men over what roughly a year or so, maybe even a little longer than that. And you document how cats have changed their lives. Is that a, I mean, you've already talked about sort of the other themes you're exploring, but that's essentially what we're we're looking at. Major, major changes. I mean, either the cat becomes an Instagram celebrity or um, the cat, like in the, becomes occupational therapy often for a lot of these men, especially the ones that are frontline workers, whether it's firefighters, Mm -hmm um a professional truck driver yeah yeah just like they tell me about how having something constant and something there for them is 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 so helpful mentally in an environment and career where things are chaotic and unpredictable Mm. Mm. so um and then i think also a lot of these men with a lot of these men the cats launched a creative side in them too Mm. that they would have never discovered otherwise so the truck driver kind of went into photography and cat fashion (laughs) and the software engineer is always building things and trying to you know build things for the cats and design things um yeah there's just like it's been really interesting and it's that combined with social media, like for that, for instance, that truck driver, I wasn't sure where that w- that storyline was going, but then finding out that people go, I guess he just p- has started, p- has posted his cat on social media. Now he's got, he does meetups, right? People travel hundreds of miles just to meet him, yeah, him and, and his cat. They just got back into it. So they've actually been RVing during this theatrical release around America. So they drove from Florida to New York, then to Dallas, and then yeah. now they're now they're in San San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're just like going all over and meeting fans um, during our movie release. It's been great. So I mean, I guess you knew this going in, but people are definitely very passionate about their cats, aren't they? Oh, very. People are always um, sharing their pictures at the screenings, and um, yeah, it's just lovely. So, so for those who 
us may who might be uh, uh, who maybe aren't consider themselves cat people, what is it about cats that makes people so passionate about them? You think? What is it about cats? I think they're just really endlessly fascinating and entertaining. Like, mm. I feel like not every day is the same with them. Like, my cat's always doing something that they shouldn't, or <laughs> they're doing, right. they're, I don't know, they're just always doing, I'm always discovering things about them. Yeah. Um, maybe not on a daily basis, but definitely over the years. Um, quirks about their personality, and and there's just like, yeah, I think it's just, um, I mean, I don't want to say dogs are repetitive and I mean, I've had dogs and I've had cats and um, I don't know, cats are just more mysterious and they just, mm. you know, they're, they just, and the, because they're hunters too, I mean, they're just always doing crazy things, silly things. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, when people finally get to see this film, what is what is going to surprise them? You think? What or what, what are you seeing with? Because now that you're screening it, you've been at festivals. Uh, what is the audience reaction? What's what are they surprised most by? I think, think? they're going to be surprised that it's a little bit of emotional roller coaster. It is very cute, but a lot of a lot of people have told me they've been surprised by the emotions and 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 you know that they're feeling things you know, from mm -hmm. the film, and they weren't expecting that. And I think there's not a lot of cat content out there that that goes that deep. Because mm -hmm. it's not actually, it's not even a movie about cats. Right. It really, right. on the surface, I think it is about men and cats, but then it really becomes about men. And what kind of men do we want in this world? Mm -hmm. And especially after what we've been through these past few years, um, and, you know, I was sitting down editing this through, you know, 2020 and, you know, difficult year for everyone, but also just a crazy year just in terms of toxic masculinity and the election that we're going through and just just kind of everything. Right. And I just love spending time with these men. And I think most of the audience feels the same way. They're they're. I mean, each man is just um, interesting in his own way. Um, you know, they're just a joy to spend time with. And I'd rather spend time with men like this, both in real life yeah. and at the movies, than, you know, guys who are going to be, you know, fighting <laughs> and, yeah. and using violence, right, to solve problems. Um, these are men who are using kindness um kindness and compassion to solve problems well they're very as uh, what's the expression they're very comfortable in themselves these men that you have yes uh, they yes. unabashedly love their cats and i think that's that's what's so appealing to me i grew up with very stern men in my life including my father didn't really put his emotions or vulnerability out there mm -hmm. um and so i think we need that sort of to change and i think it's going to be better for everyone, um, you know, mental health wise, like we, you know, I don't think men should feel like they have to be boxed in and be a certain way to prove a certain thing for, you know, our society, especially here in America. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's a, takes us to a, a good point for an early break. 
for our audience. Uh, we'll be right back with Mai Hong, uh, the producer and director of Cat Daddies. Uh, our, it's out on theatrical release. Check out the website, and it's releasing in the UK shortly. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back to Factual America. Uh, welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with Mai Hong, the producer and director of Cat Daddies, out on theatrical release in the U.S. and many other countries, and it's releasing in the U.K. shortly. Um, so, uh, my, I mean, you did mention this a bit, but how did this, pro- I mean, it's, it, it's one thing to say, I want to do a project about men and masculinity and cats, but how did this project come about? I mean, it, cause it's quite an ambitious project. You know, it is. And it, the idea came to me at a time where, um, I, I didn't want to do any more filmmaking, quite honestly. Okay. I'm married to a filmmaker. All right. Okay. <laughs> so with two of us in the same house, it's a little a little difficult. Yeah. Um, I was going to maybe just continue producing, but right. um, not directing. But then this idea just kept nagging me, and 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 when I talked to people about it, even even non cat people, they really sparked to the idea of it. Mm. Um, and it did seem to be a big trend or movement on social media. There's just more and more men just coming out um, unabashedly loving their cats and being proud of it. And I just thought, yeah, I just thought like maybe I could do this. And I'm going into it. I really didn't know what I was going to find. I didn't really have it like even documentaries. They're often scripted out or outlined in some way. Mm And then, as you know, um, with documentaries, especially the longer that they're being, you know, shot, the kind of story can kind of change and Mm -hmm. and become something different. And um, I was going to give this, you know, I really only budgeted. We're going to do this in a year. I'm just going to like this is really like getting my feet wet and having fun. This was not actually supposed to be too challenging. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we all know what happened in 2020, and then it become this huge challenge. I didn't even yeah. know if we would finish yeah. filming at all. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very scrappy, independent thing. It was just sort of, let me see if I, if I can do this hmm. and get a whole bunch of my friends to help me, no. you know, make this, either contributing on the crew or, mm. um, you know, uh, contributing through crowdfunding, things like that. Right, and so, right. so this is a very, very tiny scale movie. Um, and so, so that was kind of the beginnings. Yeah. And then yeah. we just, yeah, again, I'm a documentary junkie. Like I, I, I think this actually works better for me as a person and as mm. a creative. Um, I actually think I enjoy spending time with real subjects rather than actors and producers Mm. and people that bring a lot of ego to the table. I really just enjoy getting to know real down to earth people. Um, And so I think I'm going to keep going with this. If I continue filmmaking, I'll keep going um, with the documentary. And, 
you know, I've been kind of at it for 20 years, so it's taken a long time to to actually yeah. figure out what's for me. Yeah, well, some of us never figure it out. So, so, so well done. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Fair. That's yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing that strikes me is that you say is a scrappy, independent, small scale project. It certainly doesn't come across that way. Um, so, in terms of the way it's filmed, I mean, it's not just. I mean, I was going to ask you. you know, but you'd already kind of mentioned it earlier. I mean, did you sometimes wake up and think, I can't believe I'm making a cat video, but you're not making a cat video, right? You're making this sweeping film and you've got nine subjects. I mean, a lot of people would have been, would have been difficult enough to do two, three different subjects, but you've got nine. I mean, you're having to crisscross the United States uh, tracking the stories of these people. Um, yeah, how did you manage that? You know, looking back now, I was, when I first started all this, I was writing grants, writing for, you know, trying to get grants yeah. some grant money, which I didn't get. But I'm now looking back, I'm like, they probably looked at my grant application as like, you're doing nine subjects? Like, this, <laughs> this is not possible. They probably threw my application right. in the trash, right? Like, this yeah. is a, uh, yeah. And so I, it was just really important to me to get a diverse mix of men and cats, right? Mm. I mean, as cat lovers, we want to see different cats. We don't, we don't, you know, just want to follow a, a few. So, right. so it was important to me to get, you know, a good mix. And so that's kind of what led to that uh, ambition of like that number of characters. And that's why it was so important to, to make sure all the characters felt different. Cause you, you do want the audience to be able to keep it all in their head, right? They're being introduced to, like a new guy every, you know, six to seven minutes. Um, so having them be in different parts of the country, environments, having their cats look different, um, all of that uh, was was all intentional. And it was also intentional, like you say the word sweeping and actually that word hasn't come up, but that actually is probably the best way to describe it. I mean, we really did want it to be cinematic. So yeah. we really tried hard to, to do that because, you know, I said I come from a narrative background and and so in most of the crew I was working with, the, the background was narrative, not documentary. Mm. And so we did want to make sure that it looked good and that we, you know, um, shot in scope, which is really yeah. unnecessary <laughs> to go so yeah. widescreen, right? <laughs> right, right, for cats. But um that's what we did and and that's and i'm just so happy that that it turned out that way but we it definitely looks like it costs more than it did and and that was intentional too and my background is is micro budget filmmaking okay. you know my husband and i have done a lot of indie you know very low budget films so mm. so we just i guess we just know how to do it <laughs> yeah do you think i mean First, uh, I was going to ask you a question about that, but do you, we should give a shout out to your DP, right? Because I mean, I think it yeah, was, uh, Robert Bennett. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a fresh new face too. I believe this might have been the first feature he shot. Is that right? Um, yeah. So we had worked with him on some other feature films where he was um, uh, the gaffer, the lighting guy, mm -hmm. and we were so impressed with his work. We were like. Hey, you want to work on this on this feature about cats? And you know, there's not going to be very much lighting. Can you deal with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's kind of like the opposite of like kind of what he was doing, but he's just so good at what he does. And he really wanted to um, do more uh, cinematography work. So this mm. was a, a good opportunity for him and he loves animals. So he's kind of like the perfect mm. person for it. it. And, you know, as you can imagine, it's hard to film with cats. They don't take direction well. At all. So, at all. <laughs> so you're basically just waiting for them to do something. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a very patient crew yeah. to just sort of wait on the cats to okay. kind of feel like doing something for us. <laughs> but but what is great is it doesn't, it, at the same time, it doesn't feel like a nature doc or it doesn't feel like um, discovery. Some, I mean, not, nothing against discovery, but, you know, it doesn't have that feel of, you know, some that might just really focus on the cats. I mean, it's just, as you've said, it's just very, it's very artistic and it's very well oh, done. Yeah, um, it's it's, it's kind of a collective portrait, I think. Yeah. And it's not, there's not much, you know, it's not like trying to educate anyone. It's, mm. it's, it's really just a, a nice, easy breezy mm. film, I think. And and you said you you've got a background you and your husband in micro budget films and I mean do you think that do you think that makes you more resourceful it makes you you know you don't have the advantages of unlimited funds in order and when you're making a film so you have to just make the best of what you've got do you think that is that that helps you actually Yeah there's a film critic um I regard very highly named Jennifer Marin out here in the US mm. who said something along the lines of like that when it comes to art money ruins everything mm. it, that's that's not her exact words but that's the gist of it yeah and um, I'm starting to believe that and she just think you know she was her argument is that the best work is going to come from not having the resources and not having the money because mm. it forces you to be more creative it forces you to work harder it forces you to really consider your audience and um, to collaborate um, with people. So I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I think that once, you know, her argument was that you see a lot of filmmakers, they do something great independently. And then once they're handed a big budget, right. <laughs> it's right. just the work turns to mush or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, so a... I do... Yeah, I do think not having a big budget really forced us to really examine like well, what is what is most important in the storytelling here. Hmm. And then at the same time, uh, you've uh, this is as you've already mentioned, it was all done. You got started before COVID hit, right? But just a few months before, I gather. Yeah, um, we were in. Um, we started fall of 2019 we were scheduled mm -hmm. to finish April, 2020. Right. So we actually had some travel. We were actually had some, um, we were actually supposed to film in Europe and mm. uh, towards the end of March. And so of course that all got canceled and uh, we, so there, I lost some casts that year, um, just a little bit, right. but you know, it's it's okay because like some of the characters, especially the homeless man in New York, he mm -hmm. he became a bigger part of this the the mm -hmm. film, and so we ended up spending more time with him. And we didn't do anything overseas. Maybe I'll save that for a sequel or something. <laughs> but yeah, it just became it just focused more on America and yeah. you know what and, we're and going through. 
I mean, how do you, I mean, I know, I, I think it's, you know, some of the subjects you probably found via social media or news stories or whatever, but your the home, the homeless guy, David, how did you f- come find him? So he was the only one not on social media at the time. Yeah. He was a tip from a woman, cat lady friend that um, yeah. had been trying to help him for a couple of years, trying to get him off the street. Right. Um, and she reached out. She somehow heard my project about it on the internet and I had already started filming. I mean, I had already, uh, you know, shot with three cat dads already mm. and had everything kind of a little more or less mapped out. And I, I said, I don't think I have room. And tonally, this is very different from what I set out to do. Yeah. And so, but, you know, I met him. I think on FaceTime or something. And I also, you know, heard more about his story and he just melts your heart. I mean, he just, Mm. um, he's just such a character. It's just like, we couldn't, we couldn't not include him because he is kind of the epitome of a cat dad because he was sacrificing um, shelter in order to stay with his cat. even if that meant spending the winter on the streets of new york and so yeah he's he really yeah he really was so different from all the other stories but we just couldn't not include him if he was willing to do it you know Mm -hmm. it's like we got to make this work or maybe we'll make it into something separate but Mm um you know we have to do this and you know try to help him somehow and get his story out there and then he becomes one of the main threads of the film right i mean yeah he is yeah because um well no spoilers but you know through half of the movie he's separated from his cat right and and so then it becomes about you know are they going to get to reunite like is he gonna Mm. Things gonna turn out okay, and then, and then he also brought in another cat dad that we weren't expecting at all. So he has, um, as you know, a friendship with a police officer mm. who met him on the job, but then continued their friendship um, by visiting, visiting mm. like every week or so. And these two guys just get together on a park bench because they can't meet up anywhere else, mm. and they just talk about their cats and share photos and trade stories mm-hmm. and they both just light up. It's it's something that they both look forward to. I'm sure that the cop doesn't really have other guy friends to, you know, share pictures of his cat with. Um, <laughs> and so- I can't imagine that goes over that well at the station, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> they have a really special friendship and, yeah. and it's also funny because their cats look almost identical. That's right. That's right. So I think that's also what um, really kept them together. But yeah, I mean, they, they, the two of them definitely become the heart of the movie, um, which is called Cat Daddy's Plural. And, mm. and, and those two guys, they just, uh, it just makes me so happy. And it's so inspiring to see them together and to see that another human being reached out to another human being. And you know, is trying to help or at least trying to make his day better um, as he's going through really, really challenging times. And it's all because of their love for cats. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, no, it's a lovely, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a very, um, a very compelling 
uh, story that you tell of, of, of David on the, on the streets of New York. So um, as you say, it's more than just a film about cats. Uh, that's, and that's it was also sure. very difficult to film all that during COVID because he's very immunocompromised, right? Yeah. So, so it's difficult for us to figure out you know how to do this safely how to keep him safe well, i was gonna say i because i've i've we have had one film on here already that was all filmed during COVID in the hospitals but you may be one of the only one of a handful of people who actually got to film in hospitals during COVID. i mean i thought not to give too much away but there is a scene, yeah. certainly you know i was uh, surprised too we we're very lucky yeah. but they would only let one person come in and right. so rob had to um really suit up you know, wear face mask. Um, he only had an, he was only allowed an hour. Um, I wasn't even in New York at all. I, I, we had, mm -hmm. I had plans to go, but then, um, the, they required a, you know, they suddenly added a corn two week quarantine. And so I, right, I, that's right. So I was actually on the phone with them while they're in the hospital, while that interview, while that filming was going on. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really a do whatever it takes kind of mission right. <laughs> to finish the movie. Cause at that time you also don't know like how long is, is the pandemic gonna last? How long right. is David right. gonna be stuck in a hospital? Um, yeah, so it was a very, it was a very uh, challenging, strange time. Wow. I hope I don't have to make a movie during that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope no one does, but yeah, certainly. Uh, and you, you did it your own editing, is that right? in terms of yeah uh, actually my husband who's a fabulous editor was the main editor okay. um uh and then i was also it was mainly like me build building you know trying to build the scenes trying to build mm -hmm. the characters and then he would come in and work his magic um mm -hmm. he's just he's just much more experienced than i and then and then and then um so so we worked on that together and um we were at home during the pandemic uh working on this movie <laughs> what else were you gonna do yeah I was like what else are you gonna do <laughs> yeah yeah well well done i mean and then you've gotten it out gotten it out to festivals and the circuit and it's done quite well you've won uh, audience choice awards and and the like so um so that must be extremely rewarding to to have gone through all that and then to have that reaction yes i was really holding on to the movie too for um in person you know, right. premieres. So, and luckily that happened and I was able to actually travel to about 25 different cities so far mm. um, and meeting with audiences and, you know, sharing the experience with them. Mm. Uh, so it's been, I've been very lucky because um, yeah. I know a lot of filmmakers couldn't do that or their, you know, their screenings were canceled or they went virtual. So, but it is such a different experience. Yeah. With yeah. an audience that was really important to me. But after you're done with these, well, you're still carrying on with the, the, the screenings yeah. and uh, I agree it, it, it's something you should be seeing on a big screen. Uh, but I imagine someone's going to pick this up. Isn't, aren't they in terms of broadcasters yeah, or. Yeah. I mean, I have distribution for digital in America and you know well north america um and i do have other distributors here and there that are mm -hmm. picking it up for their countries or yeah. territories 
Um, so slowly it's, it's getting out there, you know, it's, it's not just like one, you know, it's not just yeah. one company coming in and taking all the rights. It's going to be right. piecemealed out. And, um, so over time it'll get out there. I think we're looking in a North America digital release in the early new year. Okay. Um, okay. in the meantime, yeah, I've been trying to roll it out, um, in person working with, a lot of cat rescues, um, right, doing right. Uh, events together and having them come out to the theatrical run and also, um, you know, fundraising for them and, mm. and, and just collaborating with, with groups and people. Um, and it's just been, it's really just for fun. I mean, mm. part of the reason why we made this was because it's so, it's such a fun subject matter. And so, mm. I really want to put fun back into the events and yeah and like i know it's a given that this will be online everywhere at some point right um right. but it's like until then i want to make these special events you know like in our new york and la opening we were passing out um light up cat ears for people to wear yeah and they just loved that. It was just so. It was just so fun. And then people were leaving the theater, walking around with these light up cat ears, and and uh, yeah, we're just trying to have fun with it. I think that's great. I think sometimes we get we get away from that, don't we? About it's it, it is about having fun. Uh, it should be an enjoyable ex experience. Um, I mean, you say this is your first documentary, so. Uh, I mean, but you're you're hooked now, are you? Is this where you you think this is where your career's heading? Is more documentaries? Uh, yeah. If I continue with this, I it will probably be in the documentary world. Like I said, like I think I watch more documentaries than narrative, narrative. films now. At least I yeah. do streaming. Like I I'm also like I love true crime stuff. Like a lot of other people, yeah. I love nature docs. I love um uh all kinds of i love food documentaries i mean mm. there's just so much but yeah i'm kind of interested in seeing if we can get cat documentaries elevated to the way that food documentaries are right mm. there's like so much content around food right. now right i think that a lot of that came up from uh at least in my experience i feel like it came from uh when jiro dreams of sushi came out mm. i felt like after that came out, it's like everybody was starting yeah. to make documentaries about food. Um, maybe, maybe not that will happen with cats, but I do have other ideas of yeah. cat related content. And then a lot of it's just like waiting to see what subject matter finds me mm. as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm open to these, these things, you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm open to like what the universe brings, you know? <laughs> So do you have anything in particular next lined up or are you just you're 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 still enjoying uh cat daddies and you'll come to that point in the next, you know, whenever in the next few years? Yeah, I'm still enjoying it a lot. Um I'm just I just want to give cat daddies mm -hmm. the best chance it has and so getting it out there and then yeah, I have some other ideas and I'm trying to pursue them, but I kind of need bigger connections. So, mm. you know, I'm just throwing some things out there, um, yeah. seeing if I can make connections. Like I'm trying to do, like, I'm really curious about um, the Ernest Hemingway cats 
that live on his estate in Florida. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. and they all they all have different names uh based on like classic movie stars like Right. Fred Astaire and and Gregory you know Peck or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh and they're polydactyls so they have extra toes. I don't know, it's just so interesting to me that he ha they have a staff on his estate and they just um I just see something cinematic there. <laughs> and again, like I make movies I'm into making movies that I want to see because if I'm going to do this independently, You it, might just it want has to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I have to enjoy it. It has to um, keep my attention because this is this is years out of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and the funny thing is, like, I actually really love depressing movies and depressing documentaries. So, <laughs> so doing this cat documentary is kind of a stretch, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'd get that far with a depressing cat documentary, but maybe you're the one to to do it. Oh no, I don't. I don't know if that'll happen, but I don't know. I've been like, um, I've also been contemplating, like, you know, they do have dog dog documentaries on IMAX now, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, like, wonder if that's the next frontier is like cats and IMAX or cats and 3D. Uh, <laughs> Well, again, I'm just—I'm waiting for the universe to like kind of tell me what to do next. And and from what I can gather, uh, also just being online myself, I think you've got an audience for whatever you do. So I think you'll—I uh, I think you'll—you'll you'll be fine. Um, it's just about—and uh, I'm—I'm th- I'm sure that audience would love for you to to have another go at another another cat themed doc. That that's for sure. Um, so, so thank you again. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think our, actually we're coming up on the end of our time. So just wanted to thank you again, Mai, for, uh, for being on the Factual America podcast. It's been a joy talking with you. And, uh, just to remind our audience, we've been chatting with, uh, Mai Hong, the producer and director of Cat Daddies, out on theatrical release. Uh, check out the website, catdaddiesmovie.com. And for our listeners here in the UK, it is releasing very soon in the next uh, few weeks, I think sort of November, December time. So, my thank you again. And uh, when you've uh, completed the next uh, cat doc, we'd love to have you on again. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. I also would like to thank those who helped make this podcast possible. A big shout out to Sam and Joe at Intersound Audio in York, England. Big thanks to Amy Ord, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who ensures we continue getting great guests onto the show and that everything otherwise runs smoothly. Finally, a big thanks to our listeners. Many of you have been with us for four incredible seasons. Please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. Please also remember to like us and share us with your friends and family wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Almo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.